0: Go Birds podcast presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook and I am so happy to be able to actually do a podcast where we get to talk about a fun game where they looked awesome flat out in my opinion we'll dive into all of it the the best game that Nick Sirianni has had as a Philadelphia Eagle he was Awesome today, from from the game plan to the game, you know, the play calling to having his team ready to play in a tough environment. Obviously, we talked so much about that coming in. Like, man, in a must-win game in terms of of staying in a what we'll talk about is a wide-open playoff race in the NFC. As ridiculous as it seems to talk playoffs after where we've been at times with this team this season, they are squarely in it considering their schedule and everything and um hurts was great everything just worked today elliot and we're gonna dive into it all but you were out there in the stadium uh, you know to me the considering the opponent the the venue the situation i thought it was the best win of the season for this team in, in a spot they had to have it
1: yeah. I, I don't even think it's close. I mean, look, there's been other games and I think over these last three weeks they've they've improved each week. Like obviously the Detroit game they won by a lar- larger margin, but I think taking into account the opponent and you know the, the Broncos are, are a good team, right? Coming into this, we, we both said that they were, they were they were a pretty good team. So they just smoked the in,
0: Cowboys. I mean, for whatever yeah. that's
1: worth, you know, it's week to week, but they
0: smoked the Cowboys.
1: Yeah. And so I think to go into that stadium, into that atmosphere and win that game the way they did. And look, it was, you know, I guess there were points where it was, you know, kind of close, but I never felt like they were gonna lose that game. Like they were very I, didn't I guess I didn't maybe either. the only time is when they when they tied it, maybe. I think they tied it ten to ten. I'm with
0: I'm you mistaken. though. Vibe wise, it really just felt like it was their game the entire yeah. time.
1: They had complete control of that game. And I think that for a team, you know, coming off that Raiders loss, and I'm I'm thinking back to after the Raiders game. I was in a hotel, much like I am now, recording the pod. Mm-hmm. And I sat there a and I said... A much
0: more depressing podcast, my yeah. friend. And I said, look, Which they're a bad funny, team. Funny Because in the background, as we're recording, I'm watching the Raiders play the Chiefs. So two not fun podcasts we've done. This yes. is great. I'm happy to do this one.
1: Yes. But I remember for that pod, I said, look, they're a bad team. I was wrong. And I th- th- they were a bad team. But, you know, now they're not. Like, they're not a bad team. You know, we'll see where they end up going. We'll see if they can you know, make the playoffs. If they do win the rest of the games, they're supposed to win. But right now, they were bad they were a bad team after the Raiders game. Like we were correct to feel that way after that. But they're not that team anymore. They're an extremely well coached team. Like extremely well coached. I thought both sides of the ball, the coaching staff, severely outcoached the Broncos staff, I think the players are executing really well. Jalen hurts. we obviously we'll talk about him, how well he's playing. They're just, they're a good team right now. Like they're not going to be an easy team for other teams to beat. Yes. Or like, are, are they ready to compete with uh, the Tampa Bays or, you know, whoever you want to say the best team. And yeah, you know, that the, good the team like,
0: is strong and excellent coaching. Like they, you, you know, it's been a couple games. We need to see them sustain it. And like, this was a good, very good win today. But it's still the Broncos. Like, well, but
1: that's what I'm saying. I'm saying they're not like, ready to
0: compete with those teams, right? right? But, but, like, but you I know, think, just, you know, I'm just saying.
1: Well, but hold on. But what I'm saying is when you look at the teams that are, they're going to be competing for a playoff spot with, like, those group of teams, they're just as good as all those teams. Like, the Saints, we'll see, and the Saints are probably going to be the sixth seed and not the uh, seventh seed, although they lost today, right?
0: I mean, who knows? They're only five and four, and the Eagles play them next week. So, like, I mean, you know, it's yeah, not
1: so, – right. So so that's what I'm saying. So I look again, they're not you know, they're not the Rams. They're not those teams, but they are just as good as the teams that they're competing for a playoff spot with right now. And you know, the arrow is pointing up on this team. Like they played after that Raiders game, it would have been very easy for them to kind of cave. Like that was an ugly loss. Uh, you know, obviously, then there was a whole Sirianni thing with the flowers that made people mad. So, like, there was a moment where this season could have really kind of cratered out of control. And instead of that, they've turned it around. Like the the Lions' win was a dominant performance. I thought I thought they played better against the Chargers than they did the Lions. And then I thought they played better today than they did against the Chargers. So, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see next week against the Saints. That's that's a tough game, a huge game with playoff implications, by the way. Because if they can win that game, you're then having you have tiebreakers over a lot of the teams you're going to be competing. With. With. You'll have it over the Falcons. You'll have it over the Saints. I don't. We'll see what the Panthers end up doing, but you have it over them, right? So a lot of the teams that are in this race, you would have the tiebreaker over. And they, if they continue to improve, if they continue to play the way they did, I said it after the Chargers game, if they play that game that they did, they'll probably make the playoffs. And I'll say it again today: if they play today like they did the rest of, if they play the rest of the season like they did today, they have a very good chance of being in the postseason.
0: Yeah, and that's why. Look, like I think that that's why we can't like. Jonathan Gannon had a good day today, and we'll get to him. Like, but he is far from. I'm gonna say he's a good coach. Like, he is still like as of now. I would still fire him at the end of the season. Like, I'm not turned around on Jonathan right. Gannon. I'll save my thoughts on that. Bridgewater, we'll we get, get to them. it. Sirianni is definitely. We'll get to him. Like, I'll get to all of it. But like. We're, we're seeing that this is a week-to-week league. I mean, how many upsets yeah, have we seen in the last few weeks? And, you know, we're, we're seeing, you know, again, like just the example of the Broncos themselves going into Dallas and just beating the pants off Dallas and then – you know, coming home and getting their pants beat up by the Eagles while Dallas beats the pants off Atlanta, who was the team that was a seven seed. Like, it's just, I don't think you can count on anything week to week right now in this league, and particularly with teams, until they prove that they can. And that's what the Eagles have to do. You're right. If they play the way they did today more often, you know, significantly more often than not the rest of the season, then, yeah, they have a really good shot at the playoffs. If they're the team that, that goes back and forth and still makes critical mistakes or we still see Jonathan Gannon do things like we did last week, um, you know, then then I think there's going to be issues. So, I you know, I, I, I can't go so far as to say, you know, that they're, you know, it's hyperbole with it, but I will say to your point, I think it's fair to say that they absolutely are as good, or in the same region as the teams they're competing with. Well, like I, I think actually, the Vikings are probably yeah. better. The Vikings won today. I think the Vikings are better, but they're also the Vikings, and they're you know make mistakes, and you know they they seem to always find a way to screw it up. So I I don't know, but you know I think it's fair to say they're certainly in it, and I, you know I think they're improving. And, you know, in this league right now and certainly in this conference, that, that gives them a chance.
1: Yeah, and to your point, like, they, they could lose. They could definitely lose to the Saints next week. They could split with the Giants. Like, it, anything could happen. It is a week-to-week league. But I also think that to that point, like, that benefits the Eagles. right? Like, that week-to-week thing right now, it speaks highly of the Eagles because it, it is a week-to-week league and things do change, right? And they're not the team that they were early in the year. Like, they have improved. So, yes, they, they could lose. Any game, but I, but I think, you know, like I think a, a lot about how John Ritchie feels about the team because I know honestly, with everybody I know that's on the station, he probably thinks he probably thinks they're like the worst. I would say, or at least feels the strongest about it. And I'm mm-hmm. excited to hear what he has to say on Monday. Like, and I've heard him kind of change how he starts to talk about the team. So yeah, I do think like. Thinking of the team, how they were like when they got blown out against Dallas, like that's not who they are anymore. I don't know if they can beat Dallas, and they could lose to the Jets. Like it's a week to week league, but right now the week to week league part benefits them because they are a better team, and they should be viewed in that week to week way in which like they're playing good football right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, I, I I agree, and and uh, their schedule, as we've said the whole time, is full of teams that they could beat on any given day and lose to on any given day, and if they continue to improve, they're going to beat a lot of them. You know, they're not juggernauts. Though, to, yeah, again, I mean, to the week-to-week week of it all, like we saw Washington beat Tampa, you know, and, yeah. and not really struggle to do it at any point in that game. So, you know, it's a weird league right now, uh, especially the last two weeks we've seen have been like, really a lot of upsets and a lot of strange outcomes and stuff. So it's going to be interesting. I think that plays in the Eagles' favor because, you know, I think from a talent perspective, I don't think they're – You know, and look, to the teams they're competing with, it's not like the Panthers are super talented or the Falcons are crazy talented or whatever. I think that six and seven type teams are, you know, unless Russell Wilson, who lost today, which was big, unless he, like, pulls it together and and looks awesome. Maybe they go on a run or something, but you know, I think it's a lot of, you know, I think Jalen Hurts is right on par or better than a lot of the quarterbacks he's competing with, with those teams too. Well, he's so, definitely better than Bridgewater. I can tell yeah, you that. Like we can buddy. end that comparison. Yeah. Like he, he is way so, better than Teddy Bridgewater. So I think it's interesting. We'll get, we'll get more into the implications of it all as we look at it at the end of the pod, but let, let's dive into some specifics because um, obviously, you know, it's a, it's a day to be excited. And I, I thought, let, let's let start with where I think we have to, cause you know, we talked about it. I think, of everybody. And again, I, we'll get to Hurts. I thought he was great, but I thought Sirianni was was just awesome today. And you know how critical I've been him a lot of times, and I'm still not, you know, saying I'm totally sold on him or anything. But I thought it was the most complete coaching performance we've seen from this season. Again, in a tough spot where your team is 3-6 and six and kind of, you know reeling but playing better football and and has to win and it's in a tough venue and and again against a solid football team if nothing else if not good solid for sure and uh and a dominant performance a a tight game plan a smart game plan the best mix of of the running and passing game we've seen this season from him guys were open Uh, there were gigantic holes being created by the o-line and um, you know, and his guys were ready to play and they showed up and I, and I think of, of everything, you know, he's if, like we talked about with the roots thing with Kelsey and how they showed up today. Like this team, even though they've had some losses and and seemingly haven't felt like a good team are sticking with this guy. So um, I, I, I was really impressed with Nick today.
1: Yeah, I think as the season goes on, like the decision to hire Sirianni looks like it was definitely a good one. I, I think that when Jalen
0: say definitely a good well, one, I'm just, I am just think you could say I I, yeah. it's starting to look like it might not be a disaster where people think he should be fired immediately. I think he still has a long way to go. You can't say he's a yep. great coach. Already. Well,
1: I, I right, I know you you feel that way, right? But but I think I like my opinion is I think it looks like he was a very good hire. Like they. they there's two reasons I think it looked like he looks like a really good hire, and I think they both show today. One, we talked about it a little, but the fact that they're playing as good as they are right now and improving throughout the season, I think is a very good sign for him in two reasons. One, just his ability to coach. But two, how they respond to him. Right. So I think you see the team playing hard for him. I mean, this is the second time where like the Broncos look like they quit. Like you look at that Teddy Bridgewater play, like they, they, they made the, they made the Broncos quit the lions who were supposedly, you know, a try hard team. They basically quit on him. Like the Eagles play really hard. And, and I saw that in training camp too. And they went against team like Sirianni gets his teams to play hard, but from a game planning perspective and like strictly as a coach, when you saw today, when he has a quarterback that's throwing the ball well, he can design plays. Like he he he's getting better, I think, at play calling. He's getting better at play designing, and he's just he. The offense looks good. Like the passing game looked good when when they have a quarterback that's throwing the ball well. And Jalen was throwing the ball well today. So I think now that he's running it more, he's doing a good job of complimentary football early on in the game. You know, it was still kind of in in doubt somewhat. I think they had like ten passes to twelve runs, not including Jalen's cause those are, you know, a bit of a mixture. But like they're basically doing like fifty-fifty. Like and that and that's it they look really good doing it. And I, I think that, you know, again, we, we've said this a lot on the pod. Like when Jeffrey Lurie hired Nick Sirianni, he said I'm excited about the coach you can become. Right. And we talked about that in terms of his development. And you said it in the in the preseason, like preview pods, how there's going to be games and it's going to take him time and all, and all those things. And I think you're really seeing him improve like you you really are. And, you know, we'll see again. It's a long way to, to decide if any of these rookie head coaches are good head coaches. They, you know, it's going to take a, a long time, like multiple seasons. Right. But. I think that if you're Jeffrey Lurie, like you, you are feeling much better about the Sirianni hire and feeling. I think he should feel confident about it after looking at these last three weeks and the fact that it looks like things are pointing up with the team.
0: Yeah, look, I think for right now, I think that's absolutely a fair assessment. You know, you have to see how this continues out and how he's able to build on it. I think what he's certainly done, assuming the team continues to fight and whether or not they make the playoffs. Continue, assuming they can stay in it continue to win some games, winnable games down the stretch and, you know, fight and play hard that I think he's certainly past the, he's going to, you know, going to be a one and done guy. I don't think that's, you know, anywhere on the table right now, assuming this, this continues. Um, but he has to prove a lot more in my mind, but I think all the points you make are fair ones and good ones in there. And to your point, I think it is fair to say with someone who came in with his little experience as him as young as he is, never having called plays before, you know, obviously never having been a head coach at any level. You know, I, I think the fact that he's showing improvement, the fact that he's showing a willingness to change to, you know, and and even if it took him too long to start figuring out how yeah. important running the ball was, at least he did it and changed and has shown that he is not completely hard-headed. And, and as now, as you mentioned, like, and I think today that the – shown the best feel and mix for the mix of a run and pass game that that he has all season and and that's an awesome sign that yes maybe he's just becoming a better play caller as he goes which would make sense you know that he grows and you know, we just don't know what his ceiling is and we didn't know before but but if he keeps growing and and having games like this you know Absolutely, it's it's a great sign for for his potential to yeah. grow as a head coach. So it, I, I certainly think today was a day to, you know, say there is certainly potential with this guy.
1: And so this is a victory overreaction pot. So I hold the right to you know say this is a bit of a overreaction. But I just want to put this out there because what I was thinking: I'm 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 in Denver. I'm in the stadium. You know, watching his press conference, like. The thing that I like about Sirianni as head coach is like, I think he has like a, a little bit of an it factor and I know he rubs people the wrong way, but I really respect the fact that he is hundred percent himself, right? Yeah, like, I and I, I, and I, I think that, he, you know, he has a certain way about him. Like he's not a boring guy. He, he is emotional, right? Like he's at the podium today and it's so funny. Obviously you would expect that, but he's so different after wins than he is after losses, oh, of right? After, yes, after lots, sure. he's upset, right? Today he's like, you know, he's cracking jokes. Jovial he's, you know, and yeah, yeah, exactly. But when he's like that, like I can really, really see how people in the locker room, like enjoy playing for him. Like he's, you know, and I, I get as a coach, you don't want to be one of the guys and, and I don't think he, he is, but like he has a bit of an it factor. Like he just does. Like Brandon Staley speaks very well at the podium, but like Brandon Staley's pretty buttoned up, right? He he's he gives good quotes, but he's not like uh exciting, if that makes sense, at least from what I've seen of his press conferences. I think Nick has a personality, and and I think that's a good thing. And when you combine him improving as a coach, then like his personality, I think, really starts to to point as a positive. And and I, I just think it's like a bit of an it factor. Like some people have it, some people don't. And You know, Nick's young. He's been extremely successful in his career. Like, he's moved up the ladder quickly. And, you know, we talked about this a lot when they were struggling. How you said, you know, he's not an offensive genius. He's not one of those guys where you look and you go, like, okay, like he's super smart, right? And I don't know if he is yet either. Like, we were a little bit on disagreeing with that, but I mostly agreed with you in the terms of, like, you don't look at him and go, like, okay, he's got it instantly. But the more yeah. we watch him, like, I do think he's a young guy that has a lot of upside. And I think he could he could end up being a very, very good coach. They're a well-coached team now. You're right. They have to do it over a longer stretch. But I, I do think he's starting to show those signs of, like, you know, of having, like, special qualities.
0: Yeah, look, again, just to, you know, whenever we do this type of – uh criticism or critiques of these people you know it's also you know it's always through a certain prism but you know to to your point of course just to become the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles whether or not you know people you know it was the right hire by Jeffrey Lurie or not or whether people agree with it just to get to that level we're even in the room with Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman to become the head coach at the age of 40 uh, to have an interview to become the head coach shows how you know precocious and accomplished you are and, and and how able you are and all that stuff and you have to have some sort of of it factor i would think so i totally get it and and look he's shown again a good job of you know we always talk about well you know like uh coach you know when the team's winning it's easy to be the winning guy but can he kind of keep it together when he's losing and They've gone through some rough times early on, and he's kind of kept it together. So I think how they finish this season is going to be really fascinating with him and his growth. And if he continues, if they continue along this path and he grows like this, then, then it's really exciting. And then maybe this season that felt like a lost season, you know, isn't for for that reason, you know, potentially. And others, who knows? Um, but, um, you know, I, I, like we've talked about, I think, you know, we just need more. Need to see it more and need to see it continue. But but certainly, again, a, a day to be excited about Nick Sirianni as the Eagles head coach when there haven't been as many as, as you know, we would want. Uh, all right, let, let's get to Hurts because I think, uh, you know, the same. It's you know, one of those things where we spent really so much time over the last weeks being like with both Sirianni and Hurts. He's not the guy. He's not the guy. He's not the guy. Like today, they were both the guy. You know, today they both look like they could be the guy. And obviously, you know, you can have those games. Week one of this season was that type of game, but... You know, Hertz was awesome today. Obviously, uh, the interception was was horrible. That was a bad throw, and I couldn't tell if it, was, it got hit or whatever. But it his was, arm, it was yeah, his arm definitely. I got hit. thought yeah. it did, but even then, it was a, you know a, a, probably a, a bad decision coverage wise. But regardless, like he was great today. He was great, and uh, he made throws when it mattered, made runs when it mattered, and and in the second half, you know, was able to kind of steer the offense and make a couple plays when you know the running game was really really crushing it. Um, just, you know, he did everything you wanted from him today. I thought Hurts was great.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, coming into this game, we talked about it on Gober's radio. Like, for me, the pressure was on him. Like, he had to have a good game on Sunday, and I, I wanted to see him have a good game. Like, you know, we debated, I think it was with, uh, maybe it was with CJ. It might have not been CJ, but we we debated, like, you know, should be expected to throw them to a win? Like, I don't know if I expected him to, but I thought it was a really good chance from the show that he could do it, and, like... You started with Sirianni as the main thing, and I'm cool with that because I thought Sirianni was really good as well. But, but to me, the takeaway from this game was hurts. Like I was floored how well how well he played. As somebody, and you were, you know, we were both high on him high on him throughout the off season. I would say I've definitely soured on him, right? Like just Certainly being honest, more I than me,
0: yeah, more than me for sure.
1: Yeah, so like for him to come out and play that well, like I I was surprised he did it, but he looked amazing. Like all props in the world to him. He looked sensational throwing the ball. He looked in control. He moved the ball up and down the field through the air. The pass to Devontae Smith was good. The pass to Quez Watkins was good. The pass to uh, Dallas Goddard on third and 11, I think it was, for 24 yards. Like, that was a great pass. Like Yeah, that
0: Quez he, dropped the the touch. Like, couldn't catch that touch. And that was a beautiful throw, too, yep. that,
1: that he should have caught. Maybe his best throw of the year, honestly. Yeah, like, it was an it amazing
0: was. throw. I was so I would have been his third touchdown pass in the half.
1: Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, he started, I don't have it in front of me, it but I think like he was like fifteen or 18 or something like that,
0: I yeah, think. Yeah,
1: I think I had like 10 of 12, two touchdowns, 150-something yeah. yards, like 52 yards rushing. I mean, this was like, this is what you want to see out of Jalen Hurts. Like, this game today is Jalen Hurts at his best. Like, the running game supporting him, him making the throws that are there to be made, slash making really good throws, but also being like a threat with his legs. I think, and maybe I'm guilty of this sometimes, too, and I, I probably definitely am, actually. Like, I think that what he does with his legs gets diminished because we talked yes. so much about his need to improve as a passer. I was talking and, about
0: this on Saturday on the show. I'm so with you, dude.
1: Yeah. Like he, he, look, he has to improve as a passer, you know, and he did today. He was awesome. But like what he does with his legs is it's, it masks so much with this team. Like there was a play today. Um, I forget what quarter it was in, but the play was blown up from the jump. Like, he's basically in the backfield. He has a defender on him. It looks like he, like most quarterbacks get sacked there and lose five or six yards. He turns it into an eight-yard gain, right? Like Like, there's so many plays like that where, and that's, like, I think his best quality as a player, like, not talking about his intangibles and stuff, but, like, there are just so few negative plays with him. Like, the, like the, the team gets behind the sticks because of penalties, and they have to get better at getting the play in time. Like, it's ridiculous how much they snap the ball with, like, three seconds to go. Or he's, like, clapping to get it going. Like, they have to fix that. But, like... He rarely gets sacked behind the line. He had an interception today, but he doesn't turn it over much. He is so good at running the ball and not taking big dangerous hits. Like he slides, he gets out of bounds, he goes down. Like you you very rarely see him take a hit where you're like, "Ooh, like that, you know, he's got to be better at control at protecting his body or you know, he's going to fumble that." Like but today when you combine everything he's good at, and there are a lot of things he's good at, right? But when you combine everything he's good at with him throwing the ball well, like He, I mean, the sky's is the limit for this guy, and I know, you know, we say this all the time on the pod, and this is definitely how I sound right now. Like how you feel before kickoff can be right, and how you feel after kickoff can be right. I thought they'd lose. I was down on Jalen Hurts. I was talking to people, the fans of Philly tailgate, and just in Denver throughout the weekend, and I'm not alone. Like a lot of people were feeling down on Hurts, but those people that were concerned about him, including me, like had to be really encouraged by what they saw, and just to see that like. When he's clicking, like when he's throwing the ball well, this offense is, is really good. Sheil Kapadia tweeted this out. They're like number one in the NFL. I think it was like an EPA or something like that over the last three weeks. They're having, averaging 28 points. Like they're a hard offense to stop when Jalen Hurts is playing well just because of everything he brings to the table. And now when you, can, when you throw in the running game, like they're in Sirianni coaching well, like th- their offense is really good right now.
0: Yeah, no, it's it, I, I'm I'm with you with with everything you were saying. Uh, you know, it hurts. I think the, I mentioned on the show. Like it's like, you know, some of those those runs, those third downs, like the third and twelve, the other game, and like like you were talking about the one tonight where it's like he has this ability where he's able to, you know just take off from guys and it looks like they're going to catch him. And then all of a sudden he's around in the corner and he's like yeah. eight yards up field. And then he has the special ones where he'll do like the toe tap in And they like the, the, he's strong. He does a little get jump, away Like the hezzy jump. Like, yeah, dude, he is, it is, it can't be underrated. Those are backbreakers for defenses and it is still offense, right? Like who gives a crap, like how it gets there. As long as the ball's matriculating down the field to quote, Hank Stram, like, I, I'm really with you on that, and he's a playmaker, man. Like he makes plays, and I, you know, I, I'm with you. I thought tonight he was just, he was locked in, and and everything was firing. Devontae Smith, I mean, that you know, some great throws to Devontae, Obviously, some great catches. That touchdown catch was like a ridiculous a man's catch. That was I mean, it's one of the best catches we've seen badass.
1: probably since like Alshon in the Super Bowl. Like phenomenal. I mean,
0: phenomenal. I- Phenomenal catch and also a phenomenal throw. And Jalen didn't miss much today. And, um, yeah, I it's like he's better than a lot of the guys you watch. You know, just watching football, these 4 o'clock games give you a chance to watch the 1 o'clock and watch some red zone and do all that stuff. And and he's better than a lot of guys. Like, Jalen Hurts is an NFL starting quarterback. It's just a question of how good he can be. And, and you obviously want a guy who's going to be a top 10 you know, carry you to, you know, uh, to, we had a great phrase. Uh, I can't remember who said it on the show, but it was like, um, you want, you know, your quarterback to be someone you win game, games because of, you know, not right. win with. And today Hertz was the kind of guy you can win because of. And he does have that ability in him and that potential, especially if you surround him with more and more weapons. I mean, you know, Jalen Rager is just such a flat-out zero. J.J. white Whiteside, like, that guy's like a, a blocker. He's a blocking wide receiver. Right. Like, those are, like, two of your five wide receivers. Like, you know, like gotter uh, they lose him today obviously he's a weapon and we'll talk about that hit which i can't believe that didn't get a flag like that looks so dirty yeah that it was, was really that was uh, a yeah. i couldn't believe it like was hesitant, the announcers didn't even talk about it i know but like, it like looked yeah. like he elbowed him in the head regardless i hope he's okay because obviously he's super important I actually but,
1: so i did see him walking around after the game good. and you know he that has really he has theory. a concussion and i'm not trying to diagnose him but he seemed to be a good spirit in good spirits. That, I guess that's, that's really would, good to hear.
0: Yeah. That's really good to hear. But yeah, so like I think, yeah, when you have those pieces going in, and, and again, that what we come back to, the, the offensive line. It seems like no matter who goes in and out, and it seemed like they had a lot of guys go off and come back, which was great to see. Kelsey Dickerson, Cox, you know, all these guys who kinda got hurt and came back. But um, They've just been able to really – I mean, shout out to Jeff Stoutland. Year after year after year after year, this guy just finds a way to, like, take these pieces, put them together, get them playing together, get them playing great, whether it's Driscoll or Herbig or Diggerson or this or that or whatever. It's just – it's been great. And that O-line has been a big reason why they've been so good and and they've been able to run the ball so well. I mean, that – some of the holes – like, the first play of the game, like, that Boston Scott run, it was like a – like a, a Titanic size hole, yeah. really, man. It was like, what is this? Like, I think you don't see holes like that in the out. Like, Dickerson, Kelsey just like mauling people. Like, so it's. Well, they're um, a big line. Yeah. I mean, like when and Dickerson, fi- that's why Lada, you gotta run like, the ball. That's why it's so good. And like, Jordan Howard, man, he's good. Jordan yeah. Howard is, is is athletic and fast and strong and hits the hole like a beast. And Boston Scott is good. And Miles Sanders is coming back. And Kenny Gamewell, we didn't even see him really. Today. And he's good. Like, you're right, man. They do have some talent in some spots, and you know, especially when compared to the teams they're competing with. So when Hurts is good, when Sirianni's good, like you know, they're they're again. We talked so much coming into this season about like the worst team in the league, or even even we talked about it this season. You know, it felt like we at times, you know, the Raiders yeah, game, the, whole the Cowboys the game, and these spots like, where it's like, yeah. yeah they're not yeah. that, like, they're not that, and and both, I think, you know, certainly from a way they play standpoint, and, and when Hurts is playing better, um, I, I think they really, you know, can be, you know, that kind of middle-class team that that it's is it. going to make the playoffs, so um,
1: it's, it's amazing Eagles, how Eagles, but a that type of team things. that will make the playoffs, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I still
0: don't, if I had to, like, I still couldn't, if I had to bet my life one way or the other, I wouldn't bet on them making the playoffs, but, like. I absolutely think they can, and you know these other teams aren't great to that point. We'll get we'll get more into that. Let's let's get to um, Gannon, and then we'll do some other crickets. Just because look, it was a you know a tough week for JG in
1: Philly. Um don't call him JG today. Yeah. Uh, he was not JG today. He but had a good
0: he had a good day. He it wasn't yes. like unbelievable, but he did a he did a good job shutting down that Broncos offense. There were a couple drives where the Broncos obviously were able to really walk the ball down the field, but they got some sacks, they got a, you know obviously that massive turnover, the the slay touchdown, that was a, a massive turning point that kind of just kind of put the game out of reach. It felt like they were in complete control of the game and then that like put it out of reach. Um, but I thought again, you know, after a tough week, JG, a, a nice week.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at the, the drive charts for the Broncos and they had, the first one was a three and out. They have two drives of 60 plus yards, but then the next drive, negative 10, the next drive, 13 yards, uh, after halftime, they didn't have a single drive, uh, longer than 40 yards or 44 yards. I should say like, so there were some drives where they moved it down the field, the blocked field goal, the touchdown, uh, the one where, you know, just a terrible tackle attempt by Rodney and uh, and TJ Edwards. Like, you know, that that's not really on Gannon. That's just terrible tackling. Like, that was a huge chunk play. But outside of that, like, this is kind of what I've been saying about Jonathan Gannon. Like, his defense plays well against teams they're supposed to dominate. I, I looked hmm. this up today. And if you take out their games, which this is definitely selective stats, but, you know, <laughs> just, to, just to hear me out. If you take know, out the Chelsea, games I against know, Brady, Mahomes, Dak, and Herbert, like, who are, you know, four of the top, I don't know, seven quarterbacks in the league probably, like, they're averaging, they're, the Eagles give up an average of 15 points a game. Like that's pretty amazing. And then if you if you take Carr out, if you want to put him in there, that's twelve points a game. Like they gave up six points to the Falcons, seventeen, you know, to the uh, Niners, like six to the Lions, uh, thirteen today. Like when they play teams that they're supposed to dominate, they do it. And that's why that's where I think that like the heart of our disagreement is. Like, I I don't think that's just something that should be looked over today. And, like, the Broncos have skill position players. Like, Teddy Bridgewater's not that good, but I don't think this is a game where, like, when they played the Lions, you could leave that and say, okay, it's the Lions, right? But I don't think you should leave this and be like, oh, it's just the Broncos, right? Because, like, the Broncos, you know, their offense isn't great, but... Six, you know, 13 points, whatever they gave up today. Like, that's a really, really good showing for the defense. And much like Sirianni is improving, like, Gannon is improving. I know people don't want to hear that. I know he makes your blood boil more than anybody else, right? But, like, he is. Like, the defense is improving. They played really good against Detroit. I thought they had... Not to get back into the debate, but the, the Chargers game, we, we won't even talk about that because we disagree on that. But, like, today he was really good. So, Sirianni's improving, and I think that it like Gannon should get credit as improving as well. Like, he's not a disaster as a defensive coordinator. He's just not. Like, the, the stats don't bear that out.
0: Yeah, well, it's not always about the stats. We'll see. Until he can stop, you know, a good quarterback, he's going to get – that's going to hang with him. And, and I need a defensive coordinator to stop a good quarterback, even if you have the best talent all the time, like – that has to happen. So I get your point, and again, credit today. He he against a solid Broncos offense, they did a great job, and he gets credit, and no doubt. But I need to see him do it against a good quarterback at some point before I'm really going to believe. But look again, yeah, I mean, progress, to do it against, to it, be like, again, like a really
1: good coordinator, he has to do it yeah, against a. a he a wasn't good a disaster I today. Agree with you. He
0: has been at times. I thought he was a disaster last week. You didn't, I did, but today he wasn't. And you know, give me another good one next week against. You know, even if it's not against a good quarterback, against a smart offensive coach, and John Payton, like you know, give it to me. Yeah, it's about you stacking know? good games at this you point. Know, but so. I, but I think
1: I think Gannon. I think Cannon is uh, improving. I mean, look, at the beginning of the game today, they came out and they were playing some press man coverage, right? Like they were. Like they were, they were uh, Steven Nelson was up at the line of scrimmage. Um, I don't know if they did it throughout the game. I, I did lose track of that. But, it, I mean, it seems like he came out and did that. I saw there was one blitz on third down. I'd be interested to see what the blitz numbers um, are for this. But I also think one reason the defense looked better today, and I think this is sometimes why their defense looks bad, in other days is like they tackled pretty well like there was that really bad missed tackle against um against the tight end that you know went into like 60 yard uh catch and run but like anthony harris had some really good tackles like the linebackers i thought were pretty good today obviously the stop on fourth down where davion taylor knocked the ball out like i thought they were uh, a good tackling team today and with jonathan gannon's defense like especially against teddy bridgewater who checks it down a lot like if you tackle well they're they're going to you know the defense is going to look good like if the whole point of the defense is to not make you get beat deep then you got to tackle well and there's been games where they haven't done that this year but they did it today and I think that that was a big difference.
0: Yeah, and look, I think having Slay and Maddox out there really helped. Obviously, Slay with one of the plays of the game and um, awareness over that. I was like, it, one of those plays we're watching at home. It was like, wait, what? You know, it was. It looked like the. You couldn't yeah, tell the ball running, going I'm like oh he's de- like he's down. Yeah, like, this I was like
1: no way, yeah. and, and and then uh, I, dude the speed like I don't know if it came across like this on TV, but watching him like run through that scene yeah Broncos, he looked quick dude he looked quick. super quick yeah
0: all right um uh, and obviously we'll dive more into you know uh, a lot of this stuff is uh, later in the week uh, for the you know head- looking into the Saints game and all that stuff but a couple quick hitters off the right yeah and then. Um, if you have anything um, you want to get into before we get out of here, a couple quick hitters um, that we haven't talked about. Obviously we've hit on a lot, a lot of different stuff already. Uh, quickly, Derek Barnett, man, like it's always him like that. I, you know, I, I hate the way they call roughing the passer now in the NFL. I hate it, but, but the rule is you can't fall your body weight on the guy. Like everyone knows that. Like, it's very clear. It's been that rule for a long time and, and he did it. And that that's the rule. Like, and it just is like, I'm so, like, I'm almost like desensitized to it. Like, I, I'm not even as angry right now as I should be. You know me, like, normally I'd be like, yo, we have earmuffs, you know, one, two, right. three, fuck you, Derek Barnett. And like, that would be me. But right now, I'm like, I'm just like, I'm resigned to it. I'm used to it. It's just like, but it's also like, like, also, it, you know, what I really feel is earmuffs, one, two, three, fuck you, Derek Barnett.
1: Yeah. So I think what's interesting about Barnett is, you know, he, he gets so many like roughing the passer penalties and stuff because like he does get around the quarterback. Like that's the funny thing today. Like he did have some snaps where he really got right at Teddy Bridgewater. He had a sack. There was another play where he got there and didn't finish it. So like there are some positives with, uh, with Teddy Bridgewater, uh, oh, Teddy Bridgewater with, um, sorry, I was looking at the stats from day with Derek <laughs> Barnett, but, um, but yeah, I mean, look, the penalties are really bad. Like there's, there's just no getting around it. Like the penalties are super bad. And it's it's something he absolutely has to improve on. And like the Bridgewater thing today, where uh, you know, I think the initial call on it, like I, if you look at the way Bridgewater's head snaps snaps back, I think the officials thought that he got him at the helmet, which I don't think he did. But then like you're laying on the ground and you push him back into the ground. And I know it's only slight, but like you gotta be smarter about that. Yeah. Stuff. Like first it's of all, the rule. you have to it. We all about, know like, it's the rule. But not just that, like, yes, it is also, the, it's the rule, obviously, and you should know that, but, like, he's also somebody that I'm sure refs are looking for yeah, because he has a reputation point. of doing these things. Great so, point. like, he's got to be smarter about it, but then on the flip side of that, like, he also, you know, is not a bad player. Like, the he he's not a top 15 pick, like, he's not lived up to his potential, but he's not bad, and, like, he does help the defense when he's out there today. Like, he was probably their best pass rusher today if I had to, you know, just from watching it once over. Like, I thought he was the most disruptive in terms of getting back there, and that's the tough part with him. Like, he has these penalties, so you have to have him out there, but then it's like he also helps. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think you're at this point either. Like, I certainly would not cut Derek Barnett. Like, I don't know what you do, but, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the penalties, I mean, obviously, they hurt.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they hurt. You you hope you can find a way to replace him in the offseason, and it is what it is. But um, at least in my eyes, all right. Uh, a couple more quick hitters, and then uh, I have one really important question to ask you. Um, uh, from before the game, a couple quick notes. Mac Jones is legit, legit. Like if they redid the draft, I'd I'd take him first. I think I'd take him over Trevor Lawrence. It's really close for me, but Mac. Would Jones you take is, Would you take him over? He's hurts? awesome, and he's in a better spot. I, yeah, I would take him over Jalen Hurts. I would take okay. and and I'm I've re- and and it's hard to say on a day where Jalen Hurts was was awesome and I'm really excited about Hurts and it was great. But yes, I would take Mac Jones over Hurts. Mac Jones is.
1: So I didn't get a chance to watch him.
0: It seems like he had a really good day. I mean, he had a few yeah, I it's a, where it's like whoa, buddy, like a drop in the bucket type. Wow, like that was really yeah. awesome.
1: You know? Yeah. I mean, I haven't had a chance. Like, I only time I really got a chance to watch him a ton was. Uh, in training camp practice. So I didn't get a chance to watch the game today. It did seem like he played really well. You know, it's an interesting debate because the Eagles could have had him, but then they don't you have Devonte too, you know? So like, yeah.
0: And look, a lot of people could have had him and it's all that. Like I, you know, and I, I jokingly tweeted, you know, Eagles should have drafted Mac Jones who knew like, and I'm joking in the sense that like, If you redrafted, there is actually, I think, a really good chance Mac Jones would go number one overall, like maybe Trevor Lawrence goes one, but he goes two for sure. Like, it's not even a question right now. So, you know, he's going to win offensive rookie of the year. Like this isn't like, you know, so um, yeah, it is. It's going to be an interesting one, you know? So. Yeah
1: and yeah I uh well, yeah I mean Justin Fields I mean it has not been as good but yeah I mean like the Eagles pass on a lot of quarterbacks so yeah. that you know that that's part of it and we'll see now to your point Jalen had a really good day today so you know like I don't know if I would take Mac Jones over Jalen I didn't get a chance to watch a game you know I take your word for it that he played really good and maybe it would sway my opinion but. I don't know, man. I'm still skeptical of a non mobile quarterback. Like so
0: But he's not like he's like functioning functionally. Mo- functionally yeah, mobile. Agreed. You know he's what I mean? It's like Brady, like he can move. No, of course not, but he can move around. Um he's pretty impressive, man. Um but look, I- I'm excited about Jalen too. But you know what I mean? Like anyway. Um all right, two more quick hitters and then a question. Um uh from the pregame, it was really just weird rooting for the Cowboys in the sense that like and it was hard to even do it, but you know, we needed the Falcons to lose and Dallas is winning the division, so Good job, Dallas. I guess you look at but uh, look at it's I'm looking at
1: the playoff pitcher right now. So, uh,
0: well, it's funny because I was thinking about it as I'm watching Elliot, and I'm like, it's so funny how like instinctual it is that like we are able to like turn the other thing off and and focus solely on like playoff survival and what matters yeah. most because it was like, all right, I gotta root for the playoffs, you know.
1: So you you look at like so Carolina's in the seventh seed right now. I think they're gonna fall off, but they play Washington next week. That's probably oh, that's a winnable game. But Minnesota plays Green Bay, Atlanta plays the Patriots, the Niners right behind the Eagles, they play the Rams, Washington obviously plays Carolina, the Giants play Tampa Bay, Seattle plays Arizona, Chicago plays Baltimore. So like it's a good week. Th- yeah, like and Minnesota's really schedule
0: Minnesota's schedule like if you if you're interested you're listening interested look it up is nuts. Like Minnesota I think is the best team of the group, but their schedule here is out, like Yeah, I have it right here. Like read it. It's like 10 times harder than the Eagles schedule. It's yeah, like so they so- have
1: Green Bay, that's probably a loss. San Francisco at San Francisco, winnable game but definitely tough. Detroit, Pittsburgh, Chicago, not super tough. But then Rams, Green Bay, Chicago again. So yeah, they have like a way tougher they have schedule. Two
0: two the- more with Green Bay, the Rams. Like those three games alone are Pittsburgh's never
1: easy. You way know,
0: harder play. than any game the Eagles have left, just factually. So um yeah, it's fascinating. Uh Chase Young, speeding games, the Eagles uh, have left. Looks like a torn ACL. Eagles still play Washington twice. Obviously that sucks. Yeah. He's a great football player, and you know, you never want to see that. Um, and Washington still won today. So they're, they're in it, you know, um, again, all these teams are, that's what's crazy. Um, and the last thing, a question for you, and then we'll see if you have anything else and, and we'll get out of here and obviously get to more later in the week, but, um, obviously the most important question of the night. Yes. And I think yes. everyone knows, you know where it's going and, and I'll give you my quick take on it and then I'll just give you the floor. Cause, cause we, everyone listening who knows Elliot and knows you know what we do here knows that I'm talking about the new unis. Yes. And, and for me, it's funny because I watched the game with a buddy and I said to him, like, what do you think of the new unis? He's like, yeah, I don't really like him. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really like him either. I'm like, but you know what? If they win big today, I love him. And he's like, me too. So I love him. That's that's yeah. where I'm at with it. Um, but, I mean, you have a, a much, you know, for me, that's that's something I could do and say for you, you need to really, you know, give a, a take on
1: these. So uh,
0: Elliot True Parks the uh black pants white tops green helmet uni thing um, your thoughts
1: yeah so i spent a lot of time thinking about this i had to do it i know you did out. i yeah. know you
0: did man that's I, why I, I it's the la- i had it on my list in bold to end end my part you know of asking you questions on the pod with it cuz it had to be done
1: yeah so I didn't like them initially. I'll say that. Like, I don't think – this is the Eagles' core problem they have, is that midnight green and black I don't think look that good together, right? So, like – hold on. (coughs) Excuse me. So, I I just don't think that 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 color combo looks that great together. So, that's their core problem. And then I also thought seeing them live today that they looked like the Jaguars uniforms because the Jaguars have the white top, black bottom. So, like, that wasn't, you know, good. Not ideal. But as the game went on, I liked them more. And not just because the outcome of the game, like – look, I think there's ways it could be better. You know, like maybe the numbers are black, like whatever. Like there's certainly ways to improve it, but I like it. Like, I, you know, Jalen Hurts had on black cleats with them and had black tape and it looked like it looked really slick. Like going up like from his shoe right up to his, you know, pants were all black. Like, and then Jalen talked after the game about how apparently he's been like petitioning Lurie to do it for a while. Like, and he really wanted it. And like, I think there's something cool about that too, you know, like, and he kind of hit it. the that. other jersey. I agree with that. I like that.
0: That's cool. Like I do yeah. like that.
1: I do like it's- that. I mean, the Eagles jerseys are just not that good. Like that's the the problem. Well, they have and also like,
0: going up against those Broncos, like full armed with the blue helmets, was like awesome.
1: It's like, right. You, that that's a good look. Like jersey. it's just
0: like blasting you off the field, jersey wise. Um, I didn't like the look. It felt like you know weird, like tuxedo. You're missing it didn't your match. Like that's jacket. the thing. It looked like mismatched. Yeah. But yeah. but again, they they won. So like keep. Keep bringing it. In. I don't care.
1: Jeff McDevitt. Jeff tweeted McDevitt tweeted. Love Jeff. And I think yeah, and I think it's true. Like it did make them look faster. Like it was a sleek look. <laughs> That's a good like point. so. No,
0: it's true. That is a fair
1: black and white. Wear those in a off. dome. Like you'll be looking really fast. So I, like I, I would it. do it again. I don't hate it that much, and I like it more than I thought as the game went on. But I just don't really think it matches, and that that drives me wild. All right, um, that's all I got.
0: Uh, obviously we'll get into more of the stuff later in the week and, and expand, but um, that's all I got in my notes. Anything you got uh, before we get out of here? Um, I mean,
1: look, the, the block field goal, like Michael Clay. Yeah. Oh, you I know, meant to just... say
0: that too. To this season, when was the last time that? Yeah.
1: Happened? So I, uh, you know, I'm I'm not gonna pretend that I'm like really good at breaking down special teams field goal blocks X's and O's, but like he's clearly doing a good job of scouting the other team, right? Like, even the onside kick thing they did, like, they got the look they wanted. It just bounced a weird way. So it seems like he does do a really good job scouting throughout the week, finding holes in the opposing special teams and taking advantage of them, right? So I think he deserves a lot of credit. That was a big play in the game in terms of helping them uh, keep momentum. Um, Jake Elliott, we were talking too, about along
0: those lines. Like He's been, like, automatic been this year. Nails this year, man. Has and, he missed? And again, uh, two misses, but I don't remember one of them. I remember one was a long one, and I don't At remember half, the other. Right? But yeah, but he's been great, man. Another long one today, and he's been money on the short ones. Um, he deserves a lot of credit. Like we were furious last year, and we were like, "Oh, Jake Elliott, the contract, that contract that? too." <laughs> yeah, the contract was still a mistake, no matter what, for any kicker, in my opinion. But, but he's looked great this year, and, and credit where due.
1: Um, I think Davion Taylor definitely deserves some credit. He's yeah. become like a butt of a butt of a lot of jokes, right? And you know, I, I don't want to say rightfully so because you never want to make fun of somebody. But like you know, I mean, he he had not played well, and it was when we talk about Howie's draft record, he was one of the first names that came up. But like, he's been good. You know, he is athletic, and you see you can see he's getting experience. Like he's been playing better, so I think he deserves credit. Uh, I really think they've look. I don't think T.J. Edwards and Davion are like the linebackers of the future, but. They're, they're like, you know, passable, like, you know, after getting such poor linebacker play early in the year, like, I think they're both playing at a relatively high level. So I, uh, I think linebacker and the it stands to
0: reason that Davion could get better. I mean, again, he's played so little football comparatively right. that, you know, if he's already improving now, like who knows, like maybe he could be at least a piece of the future. You know, I don't know, like, yeah. not like a stud, but like, you know, maybe he could be a passable linebacker, especially if he's improving this much, you know, this quickly at a high level, you know?
1: I think uh, the other player that stood out to me on defense was Marcus Epps. I think he like might be better than Anthony Harris. He makes he, some uh, plays, man. Like I feel yeah, like he's. I he feel does. like
0: I was talking to a buddy after during the week and uh, some and I can't remember what it was and he's like, can you remember like a big hit made by the Eagles this season? I'm like, actually, I can only remember two, and they were both Marcus Epps. Like, yeah. Marcus he Epps won made today. some plays. Yeah, another today. Like he's been he's been pretty solid.
1: Yeah, and I mean you know obviously after a win everything looks great, but like. There are some guys on this team that like, especially today. I think like played well. Sean Bradley had a really big hit. Uh, I added my notes too for that
0: play. Temple proud,
1: baby. Yeah, exactly. Temple made. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Linebackers. We talked about the pass rush. Pass rush was better today. Obviously, Fletcher Cox had that play in the backfield. Um, Offensive line did well. Yeah, I mean, just again, I'll kind of, I guess, end it where I started, which is like the arrow is pointing up on this team. You know, it, it took longer than it should have. Like they should have ran the ball earlier. They should have been more aggressive with the blitzes. They weren't. And they, they deserve credit for that. And they deserve blame for that. But like, they're better now. It's was a better team now. And, uh, It's going to be really interesting to watch the rest of the season play out.
0: Yeah, massive, massive game against the Saints coming in. It really is a a fun game in Philly against the Saints where, like, hey, maybe a a really nice time to get your first home win of the season. Man, if they win that game. How weird is that, though? Like, we're still sitting here. Now 10 games into the season, they've won four of them and none of them at home. It's a wild thing. So, um, yeah, if they win that one, it's big. The Saints again are are five and four, are the six seed. So it's really jumbled up. And if they can win, this You get one, the tiebreaker. Really yep. Tiebreaker against Saints, Falcons, Panthers, and again the Panthers and Saints are both playoff teams as of right now. So um, it's, it's interesting, buddy. It's interesting. Um, yeah, it's gonna be
1: a it's gonna be an interesting look, end to the season. It, it's
0: exciting, and I'll go back to where I said at the beginning, like. Uh, It was just nice to have a fun pod to talk about when, again, I I said this the last time after the Lions game, and it's even more so true today because, you know, it wasn't the Lions that we were playing. Um, We've watched so much earmuffs. One, two, three. Shitty football the last year and a half like it's just nice when you see your team come out and look like a good football team for a day you know so yeah um, they really did that today and and it was awesome and and the guys you want to see improve improved and um and that's exciting all right uh we'll be back later in the week uh look ahead do it again what is all of a sudden a meaningful game exciting At home against game. The Saints. yeah so uh, we'll get into that uh, some big life news for yes. Elliott Shore Parks and the Pod, which is pretty exciting. Nothing bad, all awesome. Yeah, nothing's really changing to Don't be clear, worry. but no. yes, <laughs> no, <it laughs> yeah. will not, nothing will change. But it's something fun and cool, and you'll like it. Um, we'll tell you that this week coming up as well. Um, and I, uh, you know, we'll keep doing our thing, and hopefully the Eagles keep doing their thing, and we keep having fun pods because that'd be awesome. All right. Um, yes. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you later in the week. For Elliot and James, we'll talk to you guys soon.